Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Queen Divas podcast, where my beautiful co-hosts, Stephanie Ayala and McHugh, and I talk all things health and wellness. Hey, Steph, it's good to see your face. Hello, hello, Ali. Oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you, your face. You're getting leaner, woman. I can oh see it. Oh, my God, how funny you even say that. I was just <laughs> saying to Jacinda before I hopped on that literally all I am is a massive balloon face in this screen because the way Christos has got the camera it's like it's literally all you can see is the playpen a computer and then my big moon face oh come on it is not even a moon face you've got like the best jawline and cheekbones and I'm sure and, um, and I'm actually to that. still squeezing the last bits of juice out of my growth phase we made an executive decision to you know, not start a cut phase to worlds at 20 weeks out like I normally would, but to take it down to 16 weeks purely because I needed to try to grow back as much of that, you know, glute size and depth in my side profile that I had lost. So, so I'm really pushing hard to squeeze this last remnants out and my calories and my carbs, while, while everyone else is posting 20 weeks out, shreds begin. I'm like, shit, man, my calories, and my carbs are going up. Like, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm not there that's yet. That's the best feeling though, you know, and, mm. and to actually touch on that, because I think a lot of competitors will get in their head, right? Watching what other people eat and well, they're on these calories and they're cutting over here. I should be cutting, stay in your lane. Okay. If someone is someone else is doing something else, please just remember you have your own program. And if you have a strategy there's a method to the madness okay so make sure that you're following your protocols because sometimes like Ali said people mentioning 20 weeks out you know they're starting their cut and maybe you're still building and Ali's in that you know actual approach right now and that's the biggest um thing that she needs to focus on is her foods is maintaining her muscle sustaining the growth and promoting as much growth as she can was trying to you know sort of really reclaim some of that lost mass and you know look the benefit to this is that I've got over two decades of weight lifting under my belt right so training isn't new to me and I've got really solid muscle maturity so the benefit is the downside of that is to grow brand new muscle so muscle in a space that I've not yet sat with before is slower than the newbie, but the but the benefit to it is that I can regain what I've lost to the level that I previously had quicker, which is yeah, great. So, so I've been working so goddamn hard to try and bring these bad boys up. And, um, you know, look, I think the biggest surprise for a lot of people may, might actually be that I'm still eating the same foods and the same meals that I was eating when I was in prep last year. I have not really deviated I've had some flexibility leading into the wedding and obviously around the wedding and I had you know a little bit of flexibility um post that process too where I was allowing myself to have like a date night sort of meal with Christos and what have we off sort of off plan but when I say off plan let me caveat that because I don't go and eat shit food I don't go eat processed stuff I don't go eat fried stuff I don't go eat you know really just 
sugar-laden, highly processed items. I just don't. It's just not my preference. I'm not saying I'm not demonizing them, but I'm just saying that that's not my preference. It's not what makes me feel good. It's not where my palate goes to. It's not what my you know, um, desire to eat when I'm going to have something free, you know, sits in. So I will still go to places where I can get something relatively similar to what I would normally be eating. Normalized. Correct. Mm -hmm. So, so I think a lot of people might find that um, odd to, to hear, but in a structured off season, which is what miners look like, I'm probably even more dialed into it than I am in my actual prep phase. And instead, it's just focusing on different things. I'm not focusing on shrinking and getting smaller. And I was talking about this in my story, and I've I've mentioned this in a few posts I've done over the last few weeks. I've been more focused on growth and performance and recovery and, you know, looking at the balance of my hormones and looking at my microbiome and a whole bunch of things that I've been, you know, investigating, you know, doing tests on and then trying to optimize. So just, it's just a completely different approach, but I'm not going crazy and it's not a free for all and being in um, higher calories doesn't mean that it's just about making absolutely everything and anything fit. I'm still trying to keep balance and consistency in my meal, you know, my meal structures and my meal timings. And yeah, it's just, I think if anyone was to have be a fly on the wall in my house and see what it looks like in an off season, they'd probably be a little bit shocked. They'd probably be expecting it to be different to what it actually is. And I know that's not the topic of our conversation, but right. it does it in some respect yeah. because my my results are a product of my environment, right? Exactly. A lot of it is the product of my environment. And this was going to be our discussion for today. Structure, right? Like it's where you're at and how you thrive. And what I was going to say was, Ali, you thrive in structure, as do I. Like if I have, you know, something that wrecks technically everything that I do day to day, it really throws me off. And it takes me quite a while to get back on the rhythm of things. And I do notice that, oh my gosh, my environment, everything that I do is what affects me mentally and physically. And I think this applies to everyone across the board, which is why today we're diving in how your environment affects your growth. And I think this, like I said, it goes in just so many ways. Um, I really do think that the people we associate with, right, our closest people are going to be like the closest five people, right? We've heard that so many sayings, so many times. And I love it because it reminds me that maybe those five closest people to me really are going to dictate kind of my success and my growth and my growth rate, right? Because if they're Mm -hmm. stagnant, I'm probably going to be stagnant too. If they're growing, I'm probably going to be right there rowing the boat, growing with them, right? And we have to realize sometimes it's a hard reality, but sometimes they're the closest people to us. And even though we love them, and this doesn't just apply to just relationships, of course, it's going to go and stem into even, you know, our body. But firstly, I think it's our mindset. It's how we feel our emotion and our connection with humans that's going to give us a ripple effect of a roller coaster of how we react to our and so you know look if we looked at this from the point of view of um resilience right so building resilience and having the capacity to have a cup that doesn't get overflowed so if we think about our capacity to handle stress and you know all of the things that come at us day to day as a big bucket 
and it's, it's your resilience bucket. And you have so many things in that that are your normal day-to-day stresses. And then you add training on top. That's another stress. And then you add, you know, um, you know, managing kids, managing a house, managing a husband, like whatever it is, everything starts flying into this, this bucket. Now, the size of the bucket is what matters most because that's going to dictate how much you can actually handle this stress. And I think if you have the capacity to have an environment that doesn't add unnecessary levels and allows you to work on the things that actually broaden and grow that bucket that are conducive to that, then you're going to be able to handle everything in life a lot better, right? Um, And I think, you know, if we look at this from the immediate circle, then I think, this is probably one of the biggest things we see clients struggle with. It's that they're not having support at home. They're not having, um, you know, friends and family that are embracing their journey. They're not making positive comments. They're adding the stuff to the bucket that's going to have the bucket overflowing versus, you know, still room to put some more stuff in. Um, I think that it is a largely under observed area you know when we're when we're coaching with clients I think a lot of people think it's all about the macros and all about the training and it's all about you know how we move and what we're putting in our mouth but largely if you are incapable because training is a big stress and dieting is a big stress and these things put you know more I guess emphasis on that bucket needing to be capable of handling more right if you are in an environment where you're not being supported and going through that and your threshold for stress is low then there is no way you're going to succeed I think you know looking at this is super important and I think having a respect for the fact that you like you can actually only tolerate so much the body can actually only tolerate so much um, is really profound so limits it's it's having boundaries and i think that the thing that we all lose sight of at some point and it's not just within relationships this applies to your day-to-day routine setting boundaries setting actual set up structure going back i mean how we initiated this podcast today is you know ali being able to thrive because she is so structured right now things are flowing well you know and knowing that your day is set up to be yes. successful yes. right not not just deviating because everything that's thrown at you. I mean, life is fucking hard. I mean, let alone, you're going to put yourself in a situation that you're now just freaking dodging every bullet, every freaking thing coming at your way. But if you have a plan, if you actually have things set up to help you, you're going to at least have some support. And if you don't have that support, maybe looking at, again, assessing your day-to-day, your environment, the people that maybe talk to you, the things that you ingest. Oh my God, I can't Yes, oh my God. The things that yes. you look at, the things that you read, the things that you see, your YouTube freaking things, you you know, obviously sit on your phone and probably go hours. Right. I mean, I know so many clients that just pass their time on YouTube. And it's, I mean, Instagram, of course, everyone's on Instagram, I think at some point scrolling. Yeah. But man, YouTube takes your time because they go on a video and then they'll literally sit there and watch it for quite, you know, some time. Yeah, so, and then it populates more videos and and the algorithm gets you and you know what like I was actually just saying this to Jacinta yesterday I don't read the news anymore now I am from a corporate background and you know being across fiscal policies and looking at you know um, the economic climate and the impact of different you know um, different trends that were being identified early 
all of these things were really important. So I used to consume and go through just tons of these sorts of information every single day, right? I have literally walked away from newspapers in the last, in any news at all in the last five years. I had to after COVID, honestly. Yeah, like I just find <laughs> now, because I'm not looking at that, so I keep abreast of some of it, right? But it's just not I like I know. used to consume it religiously. And it's mainly because just to me, news is fucking depressing and everything is always is. so negative, right? It's everything's Armageddon. And then I had this moment yesterday where I wake up and I come across. So this is where like, you know, external things to you can sometimes tip you over the edge, especially mm-hmm. if you are someone that has anxiety. I woke up and, you know, there's the news of, the ANZ Bank here in Australia went completely digital. They're ripping ATMs out. You've got the collapse of banks going on overseas. There's different, you know, implications <laughs> of that on contracts for housing here. There are, you know, implications now on cash payments to things that we didn't have previously. Then you've got this interest rate rise happening here in Australia. That's I don't know what's going on in America, ridiculous. but here it's freaking disgusting. And we've just had rise after rise. There's all these pressures on things, right? So you've got all those things coming at you. And then and then I get this thing pop up in my Instagram feed, which is so random because I'm not on it much. And we have a hole in the sun. We have a hole in the sun. There's 20 <laughs> earth sizes back to back. It's over. <laughs> oh, shit. It's not even 7 a.m. in the morning, and I've just been slapped in the face with all this bad shit. <laughs> oh, You're right, though, and this is it all is, the right? When you talk it about is. ingesting and what you consume, oh, I had to actually turn. I, I rang Jacinta, talked about the sun, shut my phone down, and went, I'm not looking at the news again. That's it. That's me quite often, Allie. And I think it's because I I need to walk away from the shit that's going on sometimes in the world. But I'm like, wow, I need to stop reading this news article right now. But you just get, I mean, I will fall. I'm not going to lie. I'll fall in that freaking hole of being, you know, reading because I am someone, again, we, you and I both, we like to go through studies. We'll like to be up to date with what's going on, like obviously in our fitness realm. But for me, I'll sometimes end up reading and I'm like, get stuck on even a TMZ article, not going to lie. And I realize the rabbit hole that this causes. I'm like, I don't give yeah. a shit what Kim Kardashian is doing right now, but literally I'm sitting here reading it, you know? Yeah. So and it's what ends up happening when you do not manage your time and you do not manage what you're ingesting and where you're really kind of putting your merely your mind because if you're going to spend time with something it's better to grow and try to learn and I think that's again been my biggest mission this year and I really really have emphasized positive consumption positive just trying to be a student again because I think for that if we just switch the flip and trying to you know not just stay in one thing to have a skill, just have lots of skills or whatever your interests are. I find that there's just playfulness and there's something amazing about, you know, being young again or having that innocence of like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to do it. And heck, this is hard. And, you know, I've had a lot of reality check moments in these new skill sets I've tried to, you know, take upon like, you know, coffee barista. I actually ended up going to school. I just recently enrolled myself to school because I got so frustrated and I'm like, Steph, what the hell? Like you're, you're a beginner. Why the hell don't you take yourself to school? So, I mean, literally here I go. I mean, I (laughs) enrolled because I really did want to learn and I didn't want to just quit 
I realize it's going to take more than just yeah. a couple YouTube videos. I mean, and if you're trying to learn training, FYI, just the same, this is what we see, right? <laughs> Everyone's just trying to learn how to train just from YouTube videos. You have to really get yourself in the trenches and obviously learn how to yeah, train. And just recognize yeah. that the mastery of a skill takes how many thousands of hours of practice, babe? It's not like oh, you man. just walk in and all of a sudden, you know, you can well, deadly. Sometimes like you just think, you company. know, you're like literally you're doing that shit for thousands of hours before you master <laughs> it to be able to learn. Well, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 yeah. true. it's true. And, and so that's, that's another reason why, you know, I kind of changed my whole mindset of like, what, what, what is my environment? What am I doing from data? Is this even servicing yeah. my skill sets that I'm trying yeah. to learn? Is this helping me? Is this positive? Is this going to really service my growth? And then you start looking at those people around you. It's not just yeah. your day-to-day Sure. But then those around that you want to learn from or those that support your journey, like you had said, mm-hmm. I think that that's the biggest thing us having support is from friends. Yeah, it absolutely is in any pursuit, whether it's, you know, learning its new skill acquisition or if it's, you know, doing something challenging or if it's something that sacrifices time spent somewhere else, they've got to be OK with it and they've got to be supporting it. Right. Um, I truly believe that. And I think if we take it back again to clients we see day to day, how many times have you seen someone completely derail off their goal and their objective simply because they're made to feel guilty or they self-sabotage on the back end of their environmental factors? Like we see it all the time. Oh yeah. It's hard. It's hard to be alone and it's hard to feel alone and yet alone try technically do it without any with the blinders with without any guidance or any type of support i like to think of the plan analogy because the plan analogy and right here it's spring here in the u.s it's turning into a beautiful season everything's getting warmer which is amazing and you know flowers are starting to bloom and um i also took on on like more of a green thumb i've always had honestly like the love of plants i've always had plants at my home but but recently over like the past of maybe nine months or so i've been collecting more plants and more and more so and you watch their growth and you have to replant them and repot them and they start as a baby right they start so small and as a seed and you actually watch the growth and you see how much patience and time you have to take for something to really take its time to bloom and I think again this all goes into that perspective and how we look at things and how we're actually growing and are we stagnant in life are we stagnant within our physical growth are we stagnant in our mindset spiritual growth right because when we think of it that plant right just comparing ourselves even to a plant is our pot big enough or we've already hit the threshold of how big we can grow within our plant we have to be replanted yeah we grow for us to yeah. grow again. And I think that in new soil, are we, uh, you know, exposed to light? Are we getting fed? Are we getting water? Are we getting the right things that are going to help us grow? And those are all those elements that we're really referring to within your life. It may be people, it may be resources, it may be time management, it may yeah. be actual activity, you know, what it is that's going to help you, you know, obviously achieve that growth, whether if it is internal or external. And I guess the more I keep, you know, diving in, to you know the plant analogy i think it's it's just more powerful when we think of seasons and how it doesn't grow in certain seasons and it's it's growing underneath and it's growing in its roots and it's really getting grounded and even though you don't see the growth the growth is happening as long as you're doing the process and you're taking care of that plant you're nurturing yeah. her you're doing the things 
if you think no. about it too from what we you know the plants that we seed and the seeds that we sow today we want might not harvest for a couple of years mm-hmm. so exactly. you know the, if we if we apply that analogy then to like muscle building people it's not something that you're going to stick into a plant you know <laughs> water a couple of times throw out on your, your, your sill on your <laughs> windowsill and expect it all of a sudden to bloom five times over it doesn't you know you're yeah. literally watching this thing so slowly with minutia bit by bit it's going to become what you want it to be um and it's like many things right if you have the right mindset about it if you have the right um resilience meaning to that you have the capacity to handle emotions that get thrown at you day to day in a way that is not self-destructive that is not reaching for you know an agent to numb you or that is reaching for food (laughs) to soothe you you are going to actually enable yourself to keep the journey of that you know seedling becoming something you can harvest later you're not going to be stopping and starting its progress you're going to be nurturing it ongoing through the course of however long that takes for it to flourish right but you hit the nail on the head it doesn't happen fast it is slow and the environment around you is going to be a big, big indicator as to whether or not it's going to be its true potential, right? Um, I think also looking at outside of just the, you know, physical environment, the psychological environment is probably going to be a massive key to any physical progress, right? Steph, what have you found that psychologically has been the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome coming through some of these new ventures that you've stepped into? You know, the biggest part, and I and I think this is the biggest reminder for all of us is, and I keep reminding myself is I'm a beginner in this process. Yeah. I can't expect myself to be, you know, where I want to be tomorrow or in a week's time. I shouldn't be, you know, down at myself. I shouldn't, you know, I have to remind myself that this is a slower process when we're beginning. And I think that that's beautiful because I'm so used to being, I guess, in our advanced stage, right, Allie? Like yeah. we're, we're just so used to being yeah. the professionals or the ones that know kind of, we don't know it all, but we definitely know a lot and we know kind of what to do. And I guess having the humbleness of knowing it's, it's okay to be a beginner and I'm a student and I'm going to learn. It's going to take time to master this but it's going to be beautiful in the end. And I'm harvesting the seeds. I'm planting those seeds. I'm going to nurture them. I'm going to watch them grow. I'm going to continue making sure I replant them when it's proper time, when they've grown to their you know, full potential and that pot and make sure that I probably move them again in my home too, <laughs> you know, because that's another port. Like some of them, yeah, they didn't make it. And I think this is another part like that I've been learning that the, the, the psychological side is like you you get mad you really do get angry the emotion that comes into this you want to give in the towel and I'm like wow this isn't even training this is has to do nothing to do with you know <laughs> a, a physical exertion yeah here. but it's a different kind of challenge on you because the physical side of it's the easy part for you nowadays right because yes. you've already mastered it so this is a new stretch and flex in a completely different zone of your being so of course that's difficult is it fair to say that um surrounding yourself with the right people and getting you know into environments where people are professional is leveling your game up oh a hundred percent which is why I enrolled myself obviously into barista school to be able to learn from a master someone that's been doing it for years someone that can teach me firsthand in person number one you know to be able to take upon the step process and you know there's 
always so many methods, but if you learn, obviously from someone that is a professional, you're going to skip all of the errors that you could have done along the way, all the mistakes and, you know, speed up that process. So I'm like, you know what, why am I taking the slow route? I'm taking the slow route by doing it on my own. Why don't I just go into a place where everyone's doing it, right? Everyone's in the same You know what? It's interesting. You're just demonstrating your coachability and you're just demonstrating that as a coach, having coached for years and been coached for years, you recognize the actual um, empowerment and, and power of having someone that is going to show you the way, that is going to level you up, that is going to challenge you, and that is going to make you accountable uh, your exactly. practice yes. and your execution, right? So to me, I just think it's really cool to see you going, hey, you know what, I just need a new coach in a new space, in a new area that I'm a foundational beginner in uh, all over again, right? Which is pretty cool. I love it. It's been, it was such a fun, honestly, experience and everyone around was a coffee lover. So you get to meet and, you know, network with other different type of people. Yeah. And I think you get to learn from other individuals. And I find that very empowering because they're like-minded. They're in the same interests, right? They're all trying to learn as well. They're in the same course in the same class. And I think, again, like the learning aspect, we grow as an individual, like we all grow no matter what skill. Again, this is just, yeah. we just try to learn coffee, y'all. Like this is super random, right? But um, I, I really but it's actually fun. not easy. Let me just say it's this not. as someone whose best friend owned like an incredibly successful cafe for nearly 10 years. I'm telling you, I've given that a go and that's not freaking easy. So yeah. Um, I will no, always go to my coffee Oh, I got you, Ellie. I'm at the point that I'm starting <laughs> to be a little more confident. I mean, you know what? I'm actually going into the things that I feel like I've gained along the way now because I definitely am talking about the struggles right at the beginning, but I've also gained some confidence along the way because at the beginning I did want to quit. I'm not going to lie. I, I was just like, this is too hard, way too complicated with all this cleaning process on top of this. It's like <laughs> way too much. I'm like, I don't even like doing meal prep cleaning up and this is making me quit every day. <laughs> like this is so extra, but but I didn't give in the towel. I definitely bit my tongue and I was like, you better not fucking give up because you just, it's too hard, right? Like, nope, I can definitely do it. I'm just going to suck it up, start doing a little more courses. And again, that's when I went with the self-taught route that I was picking up a little pace, but definitely not at the amount that I was able to get taught within what a four hour course that I was like, yes, definitely hands-on. And, you know, again, I was able to uh, be lectured and and ask the questions and, you know, again, just be able to just learn a lot more uh, in depth about the machines, about the coffee beans. I mean, guys, I really dug in myself into having a lot more exploration about the roasting, um, the grinding, the extracting of the espresso bean. I mean, don't (laughs) get me like, I'll, I'll keep going about the coffee if we get me started. But anywho, <laughs> trying to make sure that, you know, I also enjoy it because I find that this is also a new hobby that I've found such true enjoyment that it actually takes away some of that stress and it unwinds me. If you ever find that hobby, maybe music for you, maybe learning an instrument, yeah. you think it's too late for you to learn an instrument or to do music heck that you need to freaking stop thinking that and start picking up maybe some lessons, maybe piano lessons, guitar lessons, whatever instrument you've like always wanted to do. Age is a freaking number. You can put yourself and your mind to something and learn it no matter how old or how young you are. It's just about honestly putting the time towards it because I have always used the excuse. I just don't have the time. I don't have the time for that. 
right? So we need Everyone to stop. always uses that excuse. I really <laughs> love that. Um, look, I think that probably drawing upon a lot of what you've gone through that's given you the resilience bucket being quite big enough to um, has allowed you to step into this as well, I think. So I think anyone listening to this, you know, Steph doesn't have emotional coping issues. She doesn't have, you know, um, self-destructive behaviors. Uh, and I think that that actually seriously helps, but you obviously did go through a little bit of expansiveness and awareness and maybe some change in your current environment and the people around you. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, it was more from daily practice, right? Like if we're going to be doing something, we have to invest ourselves to do a little bit every day. And I think that as a student, you're trying to learn, right? So you're just kind of ingesting, you know, a little bit more. For me, it was maybe following a few people that I would like, I've never followed before. I've never followed coffee shops. I've never followed baristas and, you know, they're technically lifestyle of how they perform in the kitchen, because it's again, kind of emulating and following in their footsteps at the same time. They, everyone has their own way. Everyone has their own style, their own technique. So you're just like learning, right? So for everyday mornings, I like started picking up my, my own like ritual, essentially like setting up the coffee, grinding it and learning how to extract it properly. So it's really a system thing. And I think setting it up and actually that's what reminded me that it was a step-by-step process. And it brought me to learning as a beginner. I'm like, wow, I have to write down everything that I have to do. Cause I don't remember the order I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. So if you are a beginner, maybe making that checklist as to yeah. the order you're supposed to get things done, or maybe organizing things in a manner that you don't have to think as much because I would get frustrated that I did the things in the backwards order. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I did this backwards. I like brought the milk before I did the espresso. And now I did the cleaning. Like again, so you get frustrated and you do want to give in the towel when you fuck up but at the same time you start easing up the process for yourself by being able to you know make maybe a checklist for whatever it is that you are doing you know I felt like that helped tremendously then I started easing up that stress of thinking and just started doing can I and ask from- you how many coffees you're making in a day <laughs> so luckily I have Carrie here so I can give him some coffees so I can make him a coffee and I can are you sleeping Stephanie I am sleeping at the moment <laughs> we highly stimulate <laughs> you know my cortisol management has been handled because of calm revive okay <laughs> like seriously I'm good but no I've only limited because of this I've limited myself I just make sure I give a coffee away to be honest like I'll like have my brother come over. I'll invite you. You invite people over like to make him call me. <laughs> Just come have some coffee. I'm making you a latte, okay? <laughs> uh, but no, it's really mainly uh, Carrie, myself. So about four, and that's two for me, two for Carrie. So it gives me a lot of practice. I mean, four lattes is quite a bit for milk frothing as well as extracting. Yeah. I had to already clean my machine and like descale it, which I See, thought- I got to admit- it's the cleaning of the machine that would be a big bump on for me. I'd be like, yeah, I'm out. That's like, I don't know. It's, I actually don't have time for that. Oh, we, look, I, ugh, again, <laughs> I said the same thing. I even told Carol, like, we should just return this machine. Like, I don't <laughs> think we should I'm just return the machine. <laughs> that, that goes to show how close I was uh, to giving the towel and just 
kind of call it quits and just say, I'm just going to keep buying my coffee from the coffee shop and keep going there. But I didn't. And now I've built up some confidence and I love the confidence I've been able to build now to even say, mm-hmm. Hey, do you want a coffee? Because I wasn't confident yeah, before yeah. to give one to Carrie. I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you want to <laughs> try this? <laughs> I'm sorry if it sucks. Like, but now I'm confident enough. Like, <laughs> Try that bad, bad coffee. Let me know how you feel yeah. about that. Like, like, let me give you the best latte of your fucking yeah. life. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good now. I mean, I'm feeling pretty good now. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a barista yet, but I'm getting there. I'm learning. And again, just to encourage anyone to really check, because again, I was having to check myself, right? Like check my environment, check, do I have all the, I had to order some tools. I had to, again, resources or my resources in check were, was yeah. that something that, you know, I needed a little help. And I did learn that I had to have have a couple extra things to make it a little more seamless you know obviously like yeah. the, the tampering is one part but did you know you have to have a lever to make sure you lever off the grinding of the coffees I had no freaking clue like what <laughs> I have to balance out the actual yeah. grinds now you press it on like that right yeah and, and you yeah. already did it right like I came into the instructor I'm like yeah I'm gonna do it like I don't know if I'm pressing it wrong I like press yeah, it press I can it. press it like this and he's like you're already doing it wrong and I'm like you're already oh, doing okay. it Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Learning any movement with even fitness guys. Like if you don't have a coach, it's fine, but are you following the right instructors? Are you following the right, you know, people that are going to be able to help you and teach you the right methods? And I think um, it's the safest way, you know, are you communicating the why behind your purpose for doing it right in a way that is demonstrating, you know, how important it is to you to your broader circle. So you actually get teammates that are rowing the boat in the same direction and not putting holes in it in the back while you're trying to row yourself at the front, right? Because we see this a lot. And I think, um, you know, whenever you're going to be stepping into something new, I think it is really wise to take a quick temperature check of your surroundings, your circle, your resources, do a checklist. Have I got everything I need? Uh, Look at your resilience bucket. Am I super freaking stressed in everything in life at the moment? Well, maybe now isn't the time to apply more stress. Maybe we need to deal with the stress you've got increase the size of your bucket and then you can throw something new in um you know for our athletes out there maybe it's a case of delaying a stage because you might need to actually move into a growth phase and reduce the stress you apply on yourself before you actually look at you know ramping things up again I mean there's lots of different ways we could look at this but I think that the environment itself for most people is what's going to be the make or break um and it's not the only part but I think it is something that people just forget about you know they really do they think i've got given i've got this brand new downloaded this brand new app or i've downloaded this brand new challenge i'm going to be i'm going to be kicking goals i've got my meal plan i've got my exercise plan but you know if you don't have all of those other variables which are what we would probably call a soft skill area um you're not going to necessarily make it and you may not get the result you want right i think it's super important to look at these things you're setting yourself up for success or you're setting yourself up for failure. And you have to look at those surroundings and what they're doing. Are they setting you up for success or for failure? And sometimes we don't realize that we're actually shooting ourselves in the foot and setting ourselves up for failure. So look at not just your surroundings, but look inside, look at your why, look at, you know, of course, what your passions are and 
and what things that actually bring you to life. Because I think that, again, at the end of the day, we could be running in like this hamster in a wheel and be doing the motions, going through life and just kind of doing what we think we need to be doing. Yeah, but rather than what we actually what want to do, want what to makes us passionate. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing too is, you know, when we're looking at people that we want to follow, don't follow people that make you feel less than or like there's a hole in your life, right? Like if you're looking at someone's five second reel and you think that their life is substantially better and you're lacking in some way, then I would get off that. It's not going to serve you. Um, but I see that happen a lot too, where they fall into the trap of thinking that someone's life is so glamorous and it usually is not. I always say that social media is like, it's like nostalgia. It's a dirty fucking wire. It only presents the best moment, <laughs> right? It doesn't give you all the shit that happens behind the scenes. And unless you're following someone that's quite real and will share it all with you, you don't see it. So, you know, I'm a big believer that look at only what you want to achieve out of your sphere and try to focus on that lane and try to build the robust team you need around you. Try to, you know, make sure that all of the resources and tools you need are, are there and that you're well-equipped. Um, I think it's going to definitely set you up for success and, and identifying the habits too. For me, I think that that's a big part of it as well when it comes to building, you know, the mental capacity to take on a new challenge is, well, what does it look like for someone that's been successful in this already? And how can I emulate that from a habit point of view? How can I break apart what they've done really well and look at how I can optimize what I'm doing? And look, you know, one thing that I will say for me personally, stepping, I'll use my, my scenario as an example for a moment, stepping into, you know, new motherhood with a newborn and then into a crazy prep and then out of a prep where I had to focus really on staying again, still quite focused and driven and strategic about what I'm doing. It would have been really easy for me to fall into the trap of just sitting in mother's groups where none of them are anywhere near my way of thinking. And all they're worried about is, you know, laundry. Um, or I could have gone the other realm and hung out with old friends where all they're doing is partying and going out for dinners five nights a week. And you know what I mean? Like the ends of my spectrum could have been really profoundly great. And I could have ended up completely off the center of where I needed to be for my specific goals. So what did I do? Well, I 100% made plans with people that aligned to my goals. And what I mean by that is I make catch up plans around breakfast that are easy to track and I can replicate my meals. I have a date night to connect with Christos uh, outside of parenthood um, that is still done with steak and at a steakhouse and trackable. I then do, you know, fun activities and I go rock climbing with my best mate. Like I will do the things and I will surround myself with the people and in the right social um, spaces that don't derail me, you know? And I think, this is another example of where environment day-to-day -day can 100% impact you, right? I also don't consume negative shit and I stay off of the news because I don't want to hear about freaking big holes in the sun and all the banks failing and all the shit. I'm like, I'm out of here. See you later. Go don't fall apart on me. I don't. My last five minutes. <laughs> fucking see you later. <laughs> Far out. Uh, but, you know, I hope that that also gives people a little bit of an insight too about how you can make just really informed decisions about where you place your space, where you sit inside of things and who you allow to be around you, but also the choices you make for where you frequent and the things you consume and digest, you know, like I think 
I think every single person could take a bit of a stock take about how they currently go about things and improve at least three things in their immediate circle straight away. My gosh. Yes. And it's just so important to just remember that your energy is really, really priceless. And it's Mm. so valuable that not everyone deserves to even get your energy. Like they don't even deserve to really get your attention. And sometimes we pay attention to things that don't deserve our energy or our attention. So we need to really block out and really just clean up some of the things that are deservicing us. And it's hard sometimes because it's an attachment, I think, to our habits or our day-to-day yeah. just routine. It could just be you scrolling on the phone because it's a habit that at lunchtime, you just scroll the gram or scroll <laughs> Facebook or whatever it is. And it's just while I'm on lunch, if there's no harm to it. But what could we be doing with that time instead? And that's what I asked myself. If there was ever a moment that I could have spent a little extra, you know, 20, 30 minutes doing like an app that essentially was just going to be scrolling or just looking at videos, I could have totally been learning or I could have been doing something that is going to help me, you know, or service. Or at least just made you happy, right? Like spending time. Yeah, just that's joy in my life. That's a hundred percent my thing at the moment is that the minute I get space, I fill it with George and I fill it with, you know, Christos, or I fill it with my very tight circle of friends. And we, you know, it's, it's quality time. Like for me, time is the priceless thing in my life at the moment. And, um, and that's a hundred percent, you know, effort and energy flows where you invest time. Right. So they go hand in hand. So you are right. It is your energy and your time. That is the most priceless thing that you've got. And I think it's your greatest asset, but also your biggest weakness if you put it in the wrong places. Mm. So, you know, for me, I'm, I'm uh, like, that's where I channel my time and my energy. And I don't have time to waste in spaces that don't fill the cup in the right way and that overflow my cup in the wrong way on my bucket because I'm building a big ass bucket over here. Hey, um, I love that analogy about the bucket, you know? And yeah, I think it's really important. I use it a lot with my clients. Like we talk about things like the minute that I can see someone um, frazzled or overwhelmed. Okay, let's actually break this part for a second because adaptation is what we're all looking for right so adaptation in the gym adaptation mentally you know the capacity to stretch evolve and grow ourselves right now it requires stimulus for that adaptation to occur but stimulus without adaptation is just stress and the only way we're going to adapt is if we are not already over stressed in some form or some way that prevents that adaptation so for example, you know, if you're partially dehydrated, even by, you know, 2%, your performance fails. Your, your capacity for having full adaptation to that stimulus in the gym is, is compromised. You're running at about 80% as opposed to 100%, right? So then if you think that you're walking in that gym session partially dehydrated, plus stressed, plus thinking, plus you had a shit night's sleep because your baby was up at 3 a.m., instead of walking out... <laughs> because you made a bad coffee and Kerry's just throwing it in your face. Um, <laughs> if you if you literally have those things, shit, give you, I'm giving that latte back, bitch. No. <laughs> if you, you have a latte. bad if you have a bad sequence of things walking in that gym session, instead of walking away with a hundred percent capacity for adaptation or at least ninety, you probably walked away with thirty, right? So when I have a client that's presenting to me and I know that they're eating adequate fuel and I know that you know. Um, as far as I can see intensity levels in the sessions going well, but we're still not you know, having adaptation that's at the rate I would probably expect. 
one of the biggest things I'm going to come back to is let's revisit the bucket. Let's have a look at the bucket. Like what is going on in your life? What is going on, you know, um, digestively? Do we have, you know, maybe a little bit of a gut issue going on that could be compromised? Maybe a little too much caffeine because um, that does happen, y'all. So actually her getting the caffeine, it totally is a thing. I have to get on to my clients about how much caffeine are you having? Are you having two bangs a day? Holy shit. You better cut yeah, that out. Two bangs a day. That is such an American thing. All my American clients do bang. No okay, one does it. Thank God. Y'all, if you're drinking the bang, and I'm not, again, just bashing on the bangs, but cut them the fuck out. They're fucking horrible for you. Yeah, I'd r- much rather have a cup of coffee, dude. I don't know Seriously. What People with but, the bangs. Okay, anyways. <laughs> I, I always think, and I always bring it back to, okay, let's analyze this bucket. Like, where are we overflowing this mofo, right? And how can we strip back, um, you know, some of the areas that we need to boost up resilience in? Because we're obviously compromised here somewhere, right? So it's, you know, when you're listening to this, it's not always just, like I said, about hitting the right macros, hitting hitting the right training. It's it's a full combination of that plus your capacity to handle day-to-day stresses. And this is where today's conversation, you know, could be a powerful one for you because it might be something as simple as analyzing and doing a, you know, quick temperature check on your environment. You know, is it people in your social sphere that keep derailing your efforts because you're they're going out clubbing and you know you're doing three-day benders is it people in your family that are not supporting it and come on there's no carbs in this rice just have another spoonful mm-hmm. is it, which i've got to say so that. true i'm sorry i laugh it because is true. It is true. In, in, like, in steph's case is here have another tamale <laughs> like, oh yeah i'm like literally every latina is gonna I attest love to it. It. cultural because anyone that comes from a family like of culture that they're just supposed to feed you and they feel that you are kind of almost disrespecting them they, for not eating their food that's their love language too a lot of the times culturally yes, it is. it's my the, mother the love language <laughs> of family united breaking bread over table and sharing love together right and they do it through they show love through food because they're making those beautiful tasting freaking tamales overnight hours, like hours. not a five minute thing it's like hours yeah. and then it sits in the banana that's leaf overnight. like i love this people if you've ever been to stephanie's parents house <laughs> oh, she can't wait to see you part of it eating the, the mother tamales. cannot wait to see so, Ali, but you so want you, to make sure you're you're having hundred percent they do hundred percent they do you're, you're you're having these issues because you're not having these conversations sometimes with these individuals. that's what I was just gonna say you, you just explain right like you exactly. just explain exactly where you're at and if they can't understand I mean get, don't get me wrong my, it took me years to even get my parents to understand what I was doing with competing why the <laughs> hell you know what are you doing and what is this and like so it's it's understandable for people not to get it and I think that's the biggest reality like people maybe do not get what you do and that's okay it's not yeah, for them to understand that but they have to support you and if they don't support you and support your dreams and what you're doing and they're just laughing or maybe just really honestly draining you because they're taking care of them. Maybe you're doing all of the work like Ali's, you know, referring to rowing the boat and someone's maybe digging holes, you know, and actually making sure that it sinks because they're the negative person or the person that just drains and sucks everything out of you. Just really looking. It's not about just cutting ties. I think it's just coming down to looking in and seeing what your why and your purpose is and what you really want and what brings joy 
think those things really are the, what stems internally. And then from there, it goes into your habits. And then from your habits, are you doing the things that are going to service, you know, of course, that goal that you're trying to, you know, achieve? And if it does service it, or if it doesn't, then maybe setting up a different structure, different, yeah. you know, um, just routine around it, surround yourself around people that are within the same field, the same passion as you. And if um, there isn't people around them, you got to look for them because sometimes there are some fields and some things that there's yeah. no one around town or anywhere in your circle that there's any. Um, it is difficult sometimes. I've had difficulty sometimes in certain spheres over the years trying to find someone that I can still learn something from, but it is still capable. You are still capable and it, there are still people there. You've just got to, you've got to look a little harder, right? And this is where, you know, you might have the right. So for, for argument's sake, in my sphere right now, all of my environment's super conducive to productivity and support and success, right? So I don't have to question that. But for me now, it's about actually seeking out mentors in certain spheres that can continue to grow and, and evolve me in leveling up even further again in different areas. And I'm not talking just about the areas that I specialize in, in, in you know, performance nutrition or anything. I'm talking about other aspects yeah. that complement what I do here in this space. So, you know, I think that that might even be the scope for you it might be like okay well i've done my temperature check i've done my analysis of the environment everything's actually ticking boxes but maybe what a limitation is for me is i need a bigger pot plant you know That's i need a bigger pot planting. to be put in and that might therefore mean that i need more mentoring or i need upskilling or I, you know what i mean like it could it could be one of many things so I love today's topic because I think it really will make people think a little bit more about, okay, well, what is my specific goal? What is it that I'm trying to achieve? Am I trying to be a barista? Am I trying to just make it through a prep or am I trying to stick to a reverse or am I trying to just simply get my shit together and, you know, set up healthy foundations for my life? Like whatever it is, you still need to check that scan on your environment and am I equipped to do it? Do I need help and support? Do the people in my boat row with me or do they punch holes in the back behind my back? Like you need to be across all of these things. So I think it is a, a, so true. It is. It really is. It really is. And then also too, this is the most confronting question. Am I digging holes in my own boat? I was going to bounce it literally. Because I see a lot of people do that every day. I'm, I'm, I'm even going to just even point it out. Sometimes, like I said, we're the ones shooting ourselves in the foot and like wondering why the hell can I run? Well, shit, you just shot yourself in the foot. Like no shit, you're about to not be able to sprint and run. Like you, you have to realize sometimes we are the ones holding ourselves back. And that's another, you know, question that you have to ask yourself is, am I the one that, you know, is actually doing the things over and over again, my same mistakes, the same things because I don't want to break the cycle. I keep reverting back to my old habits. You know, that's how I relapse and how I end up, you know, going back to the same old, same old. So it's sometimes just asking, it's not others. Maybe it is yourself. And once we're tired of our own bullshit is when we finally are fed up and want to change. We have to do baby steps and be like me as a beginner and just make a checklist. If you're taking baby steps all over again, just reassess, check, not just your temperature, but check again, those surroundings, right? Like maybe you, you're not a tree. And I love this, I love this even quote, right? Whenever they say you're not a damn tree, just get up and move. Get up like, and it's, move. It's true. Yeah. like get up and yeah. move then. Like just go to another location, go elsewhere where you are wanted. And another thing that I've been reflecting a lot on is 
rejection is just redirection. And I think, again, like going back into this is it's we we really need to uproot ourselves sometimes and move. And that's okay. Sometimes we're not in that environment that they, you know, are going to be able to thrive in. So we need to grow. And how are we going to grow? I also think, too, that oftentimes if we've been rejected from a space we're trying to step into, we shouldn't always look at that as an offensive attack on ourselves, but maybe that's actually a priceless gift we've been given because it steers us in another route. Because, you know, unanswered prayers are often sometimes the best prayers that we have. We get we get we get saved from the wrong direction or from mm-hmm. doing something that might not be profoundly for us, right? We might think we want it, but not for the right reasons. And because we don't want it for the right reasons, it doesn't come our way. And instead of getting affronted by it, um, settle into it and look for that alternative because I think you might actually be opening the right door in time versus walking down the wrong path. So oh. I love that. Leave it, leave it with that, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was just a little reflection, a little, you know, internal work that I really hope people are reflecting and, you know, doing those hard questions and looking around, you know, making sure we are all growing. We're all on this journey together. It's all yeah. self-development. We're all trying to grow. You know what I'm, you know what I'm keen for? I'm keen for this freaking latte lady. <laughs> oh, I can't wait oh, to yeah. get it. It's like almost, I should bring it. Have you got a mobile? You got a mobile oh machine? He's going to take one to Orlando? I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure this out now. I'm, I'm like, expecting a lot. Days lady. before, I guess we have to fly out. So I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm going to be like, sorry, Carrie, I come first today. I'm the first <laughs> latte off the rank, mate. I can't wait to see you. And I, everyone that will be maybe following any of the, of the WBFF Orlando Pro-Am is the uh, show open season of the year. And then it's followed by the Australian show. Yes. So will be a very fun month of April that's coming 100%. up. It's going to be great. That is going and so to be very for everyone exciting. that listens to this, that is part of our regular audience. We we love and appreciate all of you. But um, if you are in Orlando, please come up and see us. We would love to have a whole series of photos that we will be able to take and post across our Queen Divas um, socials. And we're actually open to having anyone make suggestions on episodes you'd love to see us, you know, have on board. And we're even thinking about doing a um, Q&A episode where we literally just have you fire everything under okay. the sun at us in a question format. And we will just go through an entire segment where we do nothing but answer your questions. Yes. And thank you guys again for listening and for your support. And we cannot wait to see anyone that does show up to the Orlando show. If not, it is going to be pay-per-viewed for those of you that are interested in just watching the show itself. It will be streamed so you can watch it from home and you'll probably see Allie and I gracing the stage at some point, mm-hmm. awarding some of the athletes. Um, but we look forward to upcoming episodes that we do have lined up for you guys. It's going to be fun. So please spark up some of those questions. And until next time, see y'all. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.